Welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, uncolored by interests of big pharma, the generally misplaced motivations of healthcare and doctors, just ideas and strategies that work safely, effectively, and inexpensively. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of the Wheat Belly and Undoctored Books, and now my newest book, Super Gut, a book that gives you a blueprint on rebuilding a healthy microbiome to take back control over weight, health, and aging. In this episode of Defiant Health, I'd like to talk about how the intensity of love, affection, and other emotions and social interactions have lost intensity. The love of today, I'm going to argue, is less involved, less intense, less soul-wrenching, involving more superficial commitment than it used to. If we could compare the love and affection of, say, 50, 100, or even 1,000 years ago, I'm going to, I hope, demonstrate that our current version of these emotions is an anemic, watered-down version. And along with this change, I'm going to propose that many of the social phenomena that we are all familiar with, divorce, social isolation, loss of community, increasing suicide, are all related. The good news, I believe that you can fix this broken part of the human experience, both for yourself and for the people around you. Later in the podcast, let's talk about Defiant Health's sponsor, Paleo Valley, their fermented grass-fed beef sticks, bone broth protein rich in collagen, organic super greens, and low-carb super food bars have among the cleanest ingredient lists in the industry. They're also expanding their wild pastures service that delivers 100% grass-fed and finished pastured meats from a regenerative family farm right to your door. Now, if you've been listening to prior episodes of the Defiant Health podcast, you know I've discussed this issue before. That is the loss of lactobacillus reuteri, this microbe that's meant to inhabit your gastrointestinal tract, that sends a signal to the brain, to the hypothalamus specifically, to cause it to release the hormone oxytocin. But I'd like to expand that conversation to illustrate just how big an effect this can be in social interactions, as well as having a number of very important physiologic effects that you may recall, such as increased dermal collagen, thereby reducing wrinkle depth, restoring youthful muscle and strength, increasing libido, increasing the male production of testosterone, restoring vaginal moisture and reversing vaginal atrophy, deeper sleep, extended REM, acceleration of healing, numerous physiological effects. But I want to focus today on the social effects. So recall that all mammals are supposed to have this microbe, Lactobacillus reuteri, in our gut microbiomes. So squirrels have it, raccoons have it, just about any creature that's a mammal has this microbe in their GI tract. Likewise, indigenous populations that have been studied, like the people living in the jungles of New Guinea or in the rainforest of South America, they all have reuteri. This all suggests, of course, that this microbe is very important for mammalian and, of course, human health. But modern people, almost all of us, have lost this microbe. And that's because Lactobacillus reuteri is very susceptible to common antibiotics, like amoxicillin, penicillin, azithromycin. So one course of antibiotic you may have taken, say, for a urinary tract infection or upper respiratory infection, even if it was 20 years ago, you've likely lost Lactobacillus reuteri. It therefore means that loss of this microbe means you're no longer sending a signal 
from the gut through the vagus nerve to the brain to increase the brain's release of oxytocin. Now recall that oxytocin, beyond those physical effects we talked about, is also responsible for emotions and social interactions, social behaviors, such as monogamy and love and affection, loyalty to another person or group, generosity, a feeling of wanting to help other people, and a desire for social interaction and reduction and anxiety in social settings. So oxytocin plays a very important and central role to social interaction, social behavior. So if we lose lactobacillus roteri and thereby that boost in oxytocin, we're going to experience a reduction in the intensity of love and affection, a reduction in loyalty to other people, a reduction in generosity, and less interest in social interactions and increase in anxiety in social settings. Wouldn't it be interesting to know if we could go back in time and measure the oxytocin blood levels of people 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, that is, examine people, their microbiome composition, people who have not been exposed to antibiotics or other factors like glyphosate, the herbicide in Roundup, that's also an antibiotic, or other microbial disruptive effects such as food preservatives that are also antimicrobial. Wouldn't it be interesting if we could measure the oxytocin levels of those people in prior times and see if they were higher and prove this, whether this concept is true. Well, I got the blood and salivary levels of oxytocin from three indigenous populations, one in the remote jungles of South America, another one in the jungles of Central Africa, and a third from the jungles of in, the internal jungles of New Guinea. Unfortunately, these values were so wildly different because of different methods used to measure oxytocin. And by the way, measurement of oxytocin is still an ongoing, there's a lot of debate about how best to do that. But it means I got the three levels from these populations largely untouched by antibiotics, but I believe it's impossible to interpret. So given the evidence that we have, it's going to be impossible, at least for the present, to prove. But I'll talk about how there's indirect proof in that when you restore lactobacillus roteri and thereby boost oxytocin, a lot of these positive emotional and social effects emerge. But let's talk about some of the social phenomena that I think and I believe can be blamed on this whole phenomenon of lost lactobacillus roteri and thereby loss of oxytocin. The Defiant Health Podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley, makers of delicious grass-fed beef sticks, healthy snack bars, and other products. We are very picky around here and insist that any product we consider has no junk ingredients like maltodextrin, carrageenan, carboxymethylcellulose, sucralose, and of course, no added sugars. And all Paleo Valley products contain no gluten nor grains. In fact, I find Paleo Valley products among the cleanest of any in their category, and they're truly delicious. One of the habits I urge everyone to get into is to include a fermented food product at least once, if not several times per day in their lifestyles. Unlike nearly all other beef sticks available, the Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are all naturally fermented, meaning they contain probiotic bacterial species. And now, Paleo Valley is expanding their Wild Pastures program that provides 100% grass-fed, grass-finished pastured beef and pastured chicken and pork, raised without herbicides or pesticides and raised in the USA. 
and they've just added wild-caught seafood caught from the waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. They're now offering a 20% lifetime discount on every order for a limited time. I'll post the web address in the Defiant Health show notes. Shipping for Paleo Valley products is free for orders of $75 or more. For more information or to order, go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Enter the coupon code DEFIANT, not case sensitive, for a 15% discount to Defiant Health listeners. The web address is also listed in the Defiant Health show notes that accompany this podcast. And be sure to take a look at their other products, such as their organic super greens, rich with phytonutrients, and their super food bars that come in dark chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, and lemon meringue. They're low carb, of course, with 8 grams net carbs per bar. Think about many of the social phenomena that we're all familiar with that could be blamed on a drop in oxytocin. Think about the record divorce rates. Nearly half of all marriages now end in divorce. How about increasing social isolation? Or the loss of community. You know, in years past, people would participate in a lot more community events and activities and clubs and get-togethers, and that seems to be largely lost by most people. How about the increasing rate of suicide? Just over the past 15 or so years, there's been a 35% increase in suicide. And you know what? People's oxytocin levels have been looked at, blood and uh, salivary and cerebrospinal fluid. That's the fluid that bathes the brain. And people who've attempted suicide have 50% lower oxytocin levels. So there's a connection there also. How about the loss of trust, that people are less trustful of the government, of each other, of institutions? How about the lack of respect for the opinions of other people? And among the most surprising, the rise of narcissism and selfishness. This seems to be much more common today, and this has been documented in studies, that there are more narcissistic traits, characteristics, and personalities among modern people than there used to be. So put it all together, record divorce, loss of community, increasing social isolation, increasing suicide rates, loss of trust, lack of respect for the opinions of others, and the rise of narcissism and selfishness? Can we blame this on the loss of rotary and oxytocin? I believe that we can. While we can't go back in time to assess the oxytocin levels that prevailed, say, 100 years ago, nor can we make sense out of the oxytocin levels that have been obtained in indigenous hunter-gatherer populations due to variations in the methods used to measure oxytocin, I believe we can indirectly prove that these phenomena can be blamed on oxytocin, at least in part, because we can restore lactobacillus rotari and thereby boost oxytocin. So those of you who've been following my conversations know that we finally have a way to boost endogenous oxytocin, that is internally produced oxytocin. Until recently, until this insight, there was a lot of work devoted to trying to administer exogenous oxytocin, that is by some means like injection or uh, intranasal inhaler. Uh, problems. If you give it by injection, it only lasts about three minutes, three to five minutes, and it's gone. And no one wants to walk around with an IV all the time, right? With a continuous drip. You can give it intranasal, but intranasal is kind of offensive. You have to stick it up your each nostril, three squirts per nostril every six hours, and it's questionable just how much of a body-wide or systemic effect that exerts. You can't take it orally because your stomach acid and the enzyme pepsin in your stomach breaks down the oxytocin within moments. 
So up until now, there really was no practical and effective means of boosting someone's oxytocin. Well, now we have a way. By cultivating lactobacillus ruteri and restoring it in your gastrointestinal microbiome, this is your way to boost endogenous oxytocin. And we are indeed seeing a lot of these social phenomena reverse. You can't reverse divorce, right? But you can increase your sense of community. You can increase your desire to be part of the community, play a role. It can make you want to seek out the company and support of others and perhaps thereby have less thoughts of suicide. It restores a sense of trust. It increases a sense of generosity. It increases your acceptance of other people's opinions. And I believe it makes you turn outward and not so much inward and discourages narcissism and selfishness. Now, taking a probiotic of lactobacillus roteri, the current preparations that are available to you at the retail level aren't very helpful because of a number of things. One, we don't know all the strains that perform this function. There are two strains we know that do, and I'm conducting an animal experiment right now in mice where we're going to examine other strains of roteri. Recall that strains are very important in microbes. To illustrate, you have E. coli, I've got E. coli, other people have E. coli in their guts, but what if you ate lettuce contaminated by cow manure with E. coli? You could die of that E. coli. Same species, different strain. So we do have to pay attention to strain. And the two strains that we use are in the commercial product Gastrus, G-A-S-T-R-U-S. This will be in the show notes below. But I'm hoping to expand that list near future once we have all the results back from our animal trial. But until then, we use the strains that we know work. And I'll list those below in the show notes. Now we make yogurt with it. Not yogurt like in the store. It looks and smells like yogurt, but it's not yogurt. It's a way of increasing bacterial counts. So when you buy this retail product, it comes in very low microbial numbers that don't have much of a biological effect. So we're going to amplify it a thousandfold by making yogurt with extended fermentation and some other methods. And you get, when we perform something called flow cytometry on the yogurt, it's a method of counting microbes, we get about 250 to 300 billion microbes per half cup serving. That's part of the reason we're getting large effects, including a restoration of oxytocin and all the wonderful effects that follow. The actual recipe is very easy, but I'll post the link to my drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog, where I have the recipe all laid out step-by-step. It's very easy. Don't make this harder than it is. It's really very, very simple. And you can have this yogurt that supplies you with rotary and thereby uh, boost in oxytocin. Now, if you learned something from this episode of Defiant Health Podcast, I invite you to subscribe through your favorite podcast directory, post a review, post a comment, tell your friends. We need to build this movement of self-empowerment in health without relying on the healthcare system. Thanks for listening.